Welcome, it's Jeremy Allen Gould. I'm coming to you today to confirm between God and of man that in fact, the rumors that you have all heard are true. I started this podcast because I freaking love music. I was privileged enough to book amazing artists and bands in the past, and I was lucky enough to stay in touch with many of them to this day. This is a place to hear their stories. Thank you so much for riding along on this journey, and I hope you enjoy what you hear. With that said, the rumors are definitely true. My name is Jeremy, and this is the Rumors Are True podcast. And today, I welcome Nick Maldonado from the band Destroy the Runner and Hell or High Water. Nick and I go back quite a few years uh, from when I used to book Destroy the Runner back in the day. Awesome conversation. Uh, hadn't talked to him in a while, so it was just really cool to reconnect. Um, Nick had some amazing stories and thoughts and viewpoints on the records, um, as well as what he's up to now. So. Hope you enjoy this latest episode with Nick Maldonado. Nick, what is up, dude? How are you, bud? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's been way, way too long, man. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh? What is I up with you now? I think the last time I saw you was in Florida. Well, yeah, it was. It was uh, <laughs> yeah, hell or high water date. I think at uh, yeah. Mavericks. I think maybe I that right. show that venue's done. It's is it's, it? not, it's it's a plot of land right now. No way. Yeah, that venue it's, was cool. There was like the big shark yep. or whatever up there. Yep, and it was like an upstairs area. Yeah, it was awesome. I yeah. saw a lot of good bands there, but uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where the whole area just got demolished downtown. They're trying to put something oh man crazy there, but yeah, yeah, man, that's probably. Six or seven? No, it's probably yeah, six or seven ah. years ago because I had just gotten yeah. engaged. So, oh, congratulations! Thank you. Well, I'm married. <laughs> married six years this yeah. year. Now, so. Six years yeah. too late, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what is up with you? What is up in your life now, man? Uh, you know, just being an adult. Um, uh, I've kind of transitioned into working full time. Um, working in the tech industry, designing printed circuit boards. And yeah, it's keeps me busy, keeps me going, keeps me entertained. <laughs> Dude, you still in the? It's a Southern California area, or like San yeah. Diego area? San Diego area, yeah. Man, beautiful area, beautiful area. It is very beautiful. I've only it's been, been interesting once. lately, but you know, everything's uh all over. Everything's transitioning, so yeah, yeah, it's changing yeah. a lot, but still a great area. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Very, very yeah. cool. Um. And I was trying to think, you and I were talking, it's like when we first met, I know I booked you guys probably, I want to say three or four times at least. And at I think, least. yeah, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's probably more. I don't know. <laughs> it all runs together, unfortunately. But oh, um, <laughs> I definitely remember, you know, specific bands. It's just, it's kind of one of those things when you, you know, do shows for five years, it's like, 
bizarro world. But oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think it was an O Sleeper tour, maybe. Or and I know I get, I know I did yeah. you guys by yourselves for sure, like a headliner. Yeah. Uh, and uh, man, I cannot even think anymore. But yeah, I, I just always remember you guys were amazing dudes, and I always clicked with you oh, guys. Thanks, and, man. Yeah, man. I just think yeah, same. It was always like, oh, Jeremy, yeah, we're playing a Jeremy spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was awesome. It was, uh, it's so crazy how well, that isn't a part of my life anymore, but it still is in a weird way. I'm still like keep up with everyone and all yeah. that, but it's, it's definitely a different world than it was for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, totally. <laughs> so tell me, um, let's talk about your past a little and, and kind of you growing up and how music was in your life and kind of how it got you on the path to be, um, and destroy the runner and hell or high water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um, I, yeah, music was just a part of my family. Um, my mom sang choir growing up and she had still does has an angelic voice. Um, I think when she was in high school, she got picked to sing in front of the president, President Nixon at the time. Wow. Um, so she's got a a background with that. My dad, um, he did sound, audio engineering, that kind of stuff, and roadie stuff back in the day. Um, so by the time I came around, uh, they were both settled down quite a bit, and um, – but it was still, it didn't make a difference, you know, record player, we'd have nights eating dinner and my dad would just go blast a record, you know, That's awesome. usually Zeppelin or something like that. But <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So I just kind of grew up around it. Um, plus my family was involved with church quite a bit. Yeah. And so there was always something, you know, um, between worship and that's kind of how I got into band stuff was playing worship for churches and that kind of stuff when I was younger. So, yeah, I was just always around it, always immersed in it. Um, and then high school, I mean, uh, I went to high school with a couple guys from a couple different bands <laughs> that are still doing pretty well. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of immersive culture. Yeah, yeah. Just music all the time, really. What were, what were some of the uh, records that when you started to kind of become – you know, your own self and teenager. And what, what are some of the records that you gravitated to? Whew, um, ban- bands as well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, one of the first heavy bands. So I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I'm not anymore, but I respect it and I sure. appreciate growing up in it. Um, so that being said, I wasn't really allowed to listen to a lot of secular music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like in junior high, Green Day Dookie came out and I had to I had to like sneak record it on a little <laughs> tape, you know, from my friend so I could listen to it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um but yeah, back I'd say maybe high school is when I really dove in and I remember just living to <laughs> listening to Living Sacrifice and Zayo and those kind of mm. bands like Oh yeah. Like uh it was end of junior high, beginning of high school. I really got into that, and that kind of changed everything. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be raised in an area that had, uh, you know, I don't know how it was everywhere, but we had like a local church would set up church shows, but it'd be like Living Sacrifice and Zayo and MXPX before they, you know, blew up and 
uh dogwood was a great punk band yeah. from around here um so yeah so there was always shows like that and i just gravitated towards the heavier and then in high school and deep diving living sacrifice i kind of just wanted everything heavy harder faster you know <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um what was one of the first shows you saw is there uh, of oh, those geez. one of those um i can't really remember the first show i saw it had to be some some christian thing when i was like a kid uh but as far as like junior high high school i remember going to it was dogwood and mxpx uh niv yeah and i don't remember the other band it's been this is like you know 20 20 <laughs> years ago or something um yeah and it was just like a you know like at the church youth group they threw a show and then you know i just remember walking in seeing the pit for the first time in real oh, life and yeah. just like what <laughs> is this you know hooked this is day one love it i <laughs> yeah. love it i love that yeah, Sweet, dude. So, uh, is that kind of when you started to say, "Hey, I want to be a musician, or I want to start playing"? And, and what, what did you start bands and uh, shortly after that, or kinda? So, ironically, this is a a fun little small world story. Um, junior high, we had a, like a graduation party. Yeah, and um, this band played that was just you know a bunch of neighbor kids who just. So happened to be a family I kind of grew up with. Yeah. And it was pre their main band, which became Switchfoot. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. So they played, and I hadn't seen them for like, I don't know, six months, a year or something like that. And just went up to them and was like, guys, what? <laughs> this is so cool. You're doing music. What? You know? Yeah. That's and, awesome. And uh, Tim, their bass player, um, we just ended up having a – a long combo and he was just like dude you should get into it man get a bass i'll like show you the basics and so i got a bass for christmas that year That's and awesome. he wrote me out this like you know tab sheet with like you know basically tab yeah showing where all the notes are and uh that's kind of how it started i mean within about six months maybe less um i went from like Bass is cool, but I really want to play guitar. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in high school, I kind of – I casually played. Yeah. Um, loved it. Wanted to play more, but I just – it wasn't in me yet. And yeah. then, um, But I was still like uh, – you know, like I went to high school with uh, Tim from Esley Dying and some of these other guys. So, you know, it was like that same crowd. We'd always hang out and – we all played football together too. And so it was like this weird, you know, yeah. um, fun little music slash football slash hangout experience. That's um, cool. So yeah, so in high school I was I was like casually playing, but I liked the I just liked everything about the scene, right? Yeah. The music scene. And then then I went off to college to play football. <laughs> Where'd you go? I went to Azusa Pacific University. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I played one year, got hurt, and realized that I'm kind of wasting my time doing this thing that's, you know, all-consuming. Yeah. And that's kind of where I just dove in head first. Like, so stop playing football, and I just started playing guitar all the time. Um, and in, like, one year, I went from 
kind of casual to like, you know, I came back home and people are like, whoa, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's awesome. There was a, a noticeable change and I just kind of, then I, I ended up coming home after what, two years, but in the summer uh, between the first and second year, started jamming with some guys, you know, just kind of starting jamming sure. with people really. I mean, high school, I jammed with some people, but it was always really casual where this one yeah. was kind of more like, wait, this, I kind of want to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How old were you around then? Like uh, I was probably like, uh, no, probably like 20 ish. Yeah. 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 19, 20, somewhere in there. So you quit school to, to make it work essentially. Essentially. Um, there was some some complications but uh ultimately i made the decision I, I remember being up in la talking to my mom on the phone telling her that i was gonna drop out and oh gosh try to do the music thing and uh that was that didn't go very well I, i'm sure it, <laughs> I'm sure it didn't i'm sure it yeah. didn't yeah um <laughs> but so, it's all good in the long run you know yeah I mean? well yeah i mean it all worked out i guess <laughs> um so the Started playing in bands. Uh, started, obviously, you said you went to school with Tim, so you knew people in the scene and started to kind of make connections. When did yeah. th- did that lead to Destroy the Runner, or how did, how did that kind of materialize? Yeah, so when I came back, I just started jamming with, with friends and um, pretty casual at first. But I knew, like, all my friends were in bands and stuff, and so a bunch of people I grew up with, too. So it was like, I don't know, just felt like the natural progression, right? Yeah. And I'd been wanting to to be in one, but, you know, didn't find the right guys or anything like that. And then um, through what work and just random, I met, ended up meeting Dwayne. <laughs> That's crazy. And it was like one of those, the first night we hung out, it was like, wait, we like all the same bands. That's so cool. Wait, you play guitar too? You know, <laughs> first night we're hanging out. We're like, dude, we should jam together. And then it, um, yeah. And then, yeah, we jammed and it was just kind of like instant guitar connection, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think you guys have a, always had a good um, flow together. You know, it, it just kind of made sense. And you guys are both incredibly gifted guitar That's players. Man. Yeah, man. I, you guys are shredders for sure. I I think we balanced each other pretty well. Um yeah. You know, my weaknesses were his strong points and his weaknesses were my strong points kind of thing. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. so you met Dwayne and how did Destroy come about? Did you meet the other guys and kind of just. Yeah. Yeah. So the, let's see. Um, the original. Yeah. Mark was <laughs> so Mark. Mark, the drummer, was uh, in high school still. And. Um, he was, you know, friend of friend in the sure. music world around here. And, um, we, Dwayne and I had started this band that was kind of like, a, I guess, bastardized thrice ripoff. Mm. <laughs> you know? band to rip off. No, no, it was great. Um, you know, we were definitely not, uh, we didn't have the, the, the writing skills at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> I got you. But, um, it was a lot of fun and, uh, that band did decent enough that Mark had saw us play or something and was like, wait, I want to play with those guys. Wow. And so, um, 
that kind of that was the next step and we had another bass player who was like a childhood friend mm-hmm. that he was involved for a while and then we had another guy that was another friend that was our first singer and then we had played some a couple local shows and at one of those local shows we met Kyle and his bit like it was this weird thing because we were you know at this point we're like dude we we want to do this like let's be professional about this let's you know, put together. Yeah. This was still in the day where you had to make a demo oh, yeah. and send it out. You know, you couldn't do it at home because the technology didn't exist yet yep. and all that stuff. Yeah. So we're like, you know, we're getting together a demo. We went and recorded this place called Love Juice up in LA, which was at the time, a lot of bands were going there for their demos. Nice. While we were there, interestingly, doing our demo to try to get signed, the band in the room next door, um, what was what was their name? They were, uh, they got massive, uh, big, uh, like, uh, kind of emo scene band. Hmm. Um, what could it be? I can't remember right now. <laughs> they were on Fueled by Ramen. Fallout Boy? No, but similar. I don't higher, know. Higher pitch voice. Oh, is there a higher pitch voice? <laughs> Let me see if I can <laughs> Google this while we're talking. Um, so was this Destroy at the time, or were you guys a, your previous band? Is this kind of this was Destroy the Runner? Okay, okay. But we were we weren't called that yet. Okay, I got you. <laughs> what were you guys called then? We were called Die Like Me. <laughs> okay, Die Like Me. Yeah. And so anyway, so we're we're getting you know trying to be like okay let's let's get let's put together a demo let's do some you know cool things to get noticed by a label let's start. Let's like start looking professional on stage and all that, you know. Yeah. Um, and so we played this local show, and there was another band, and their guitar player um, looked incredibly professional. He had all the the full rig, and he was there and like had the look right. Yeah. Which, you know, music's live music is very different than recording music, and there's sure. you're still a performer, so there's still an aspect of you know. Uh, the look and the image and all that. So, so Kyle had that. And after the show, um, he came up to us and basically was like, dude, I love your guys' professionalism. I kind of want to like, this is, it's, you know, contagious, blah, blah, blah. We're like, dude, we were thinking the same thing, you know? That's awesome. And uh, one thing led to another, we kind of poached him and, you know, took him and he was, playing in a band that the members uh half of the members went on to 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 make another solid state band um god my memory is so bad right now um i can't even sever your ties sever your ties okay i remember that now. yeah so so they were like it was like this weird like they were really good friends because kyle would still hang out with them and everything but we kind of took kyle from them so it was yes. like this weird it was like, it wasn't at all mean or vindictive. You know, we'd all hang out together, and yeah. stuff, but it was kind of like the brunt of jokes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the, the start. And then. How long were you guys a band before Solid State started to approach? Like how uh, were you playing? Who were you playing? Like what kind of shows were you playing? Like, how was that going? Playing, playing local shows. Um, yeah, so we were playing local shows at this one venue, but we started getting in with uh, 
I, you know, I guess we were doing well. So we started anytime there was a national act that came through, they'd book us to open, excuse me. So we got to open for a bunch of cool bands. Um, and then from there, we sought out solid state actually at first, excuse me, coffee's getting me. Um, yeah, we we sought out Solid State at first. We sent them, we made these like artsy demos with like big loud pictures on them. So it's like you get it in the mail and it's like, oh, on your you face. Know. yeah. Um, and they got a hold of us and initially made us an offer, um, kind of right off the bat. That's nuts. But it was not a very good one. So, <laughs> um, that was probably what like a year or so in. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so, so we got that and it was like kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a shitty deal. Um, yeah, I got you. So we decided to shop around and at that point, <laughs> so this is the small world at that point. Uh, Dwayne was living with Clint, who was the bass player in Asley Dine at the time. Okay. Um, very small world. We all kind of, you know, intermingled and sure. Um, so living there and, uh, Asley Dine was kind of like taking, you know, more than taking off. And, um, Tim, who I went to high school with heard the music because at first he was just like oh it's like you know it's a friend i went to high school with yeah whatever yeah yeah. and then heard the music and then came in and offered to basically help wow um so he he took on management at first him and this guy jason from uh i want to say heavy hitters mm -hmm. um so they were kind of our initial managers and um uh, well, he wasn't really a manager. He was kind of like helping out, advising that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the process, we started shopping around, and we got some attention from, you know, a good handful of labels. Who? What labels? Uh, we we were very close to signing with Metal Blade. Oh wow! Yeah, very close actually. Um. It was a weird process because we – so, like, we had some of the songs. Tim Tim was helping us out, you know, because uh, he was already established in the yeah, industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, just – I don't know. We played a couple opening shows for them, and just – I remember one was, like – it was a trip. It was us, Job for a Cowboy, and them. Wow. But it was before Job for a Cowboy blew up, you know? Yeah back when they were just kind of like a small, a so it was like, man. yeah, small world is basically what it was. Um, so yeah, so we were shopping around. Uh, we didn't like solid state. We decided, uh, metal blade was kind of the one that we were liking. Uh, we talked to a handful of others and some of the smaller ones, the, it was just, you know, it wasn't quite sure worth it you know yeah no i get it and then there was a couple larger labels that were like like um interested but wanting to hear us develop a little bit more yeah. kind of thing so anyway metal blade we kind of worked out something almost ready to go 
Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and then we basically booked studio time up in L.A. and kind of started recording based on the timeline and the budget and all mm-hmm. that. That we were, it was essentially just needing a signature at this point. Sure. Um. So we go and record, and we weren't very happy with the people who recorded it mm. and the way it turned out. Um, so we were not wanting to stand behind that. So we were at this point like, okay, well maybe we can get a, a little bit more so we can go re-record it quickly or, you know, yeah, update some things or something. Um, so that's right about when Metal Blade had heard that we spent less than they offered and they decided to lower the offer you know my after the fact and so we're like wait that's not gonna work (laughs) yeah that's uh that's bizarre and kept up our relationship with solid state um chad chad johnson was our a and r and so um he was the one we were talking to beforehand too um and at this point we're like man well we really need to we need some money. We need to re-record this, and we need to do it right, you know, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So we asked Solid State. We're like, "Look, we would love to sign with you guys, but we need we need a little bit bigger budget because we need to re-record this because yeah. it's some, you know, we need to have something that both us and you can stand behind." And surprisingly, they just were like, "Okay, sick. Let's figure it out." So. <laughs> That's awesome. So it worked out, and we got um, yeah, we got like 100% publishing and all this stuff. We got a pretty good deal. That's so. And how, what was the difference from the first offer to them, and time wise? Sorry. Time wise. Yeah, like was it pretty quick? From well, State? Yeah. Uh, maybe year. Okay. Year ish, year and a half. Some. So they there. probably had kind of kept their eyes on you anyway, and you know. Yeah. 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 That's dope. I mean, can you imagine what – I mean, I know you said you weren't stoked on the recording, but what what would have been – how would it have been if you guys would have signed with Metal Blade? I don't know. Um, you know, I I love Metal Blade, and uh, their their management team, you know, um, everybody there is – Brian Schlegel, everyone. They're, they're amazing people. Like, yeah. you know, they're great. Um, I don't know how it would have been because they tend to, they don't typically tend to have the big budget to spend on the smaller bands. I gotcha. And so that's one thing that solid state, I don't know if they still do, but that they did really well back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, with their, their solid state compilations and the, totally. the tours they would do. They did really good at exposing new young bands. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that was kind of. That's the one thing I'm not sure. I don't know. We might have just might have been awesome and then one and done, or I don't yeah, know. You never know. It might have taken off. I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> yeah. So, did you, when you recorded that record that you were not stoked with on Metal Blade, was that Saints essentially, or was that yeah. okay? So you re-recorded it completely, essentially. Yep, and I think. Uh, did we re-record drums too? I don't know if we re-recorded drums. 
Probably. I don't remember. It's been a long time. No, I got you. I got you. I was going to talk about the record Saints anyway, that your first record. So let's talk about that. Oh, kind of perfect. How, let's, how, I guess, how was the, uh, of course, the first incarnation wasn't as pleasant like you're saying, but the yeah. second one, how was that? How did that, uh, how, just talk about some thoughts and memories maybe from that time. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting time. Like, we ended up going to be cheaper instead of going with, like, you know, a studio and producer and all that stuff. Um, Tim had already been helping out production wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would bring songs to him and he'd help us like, okay, well this is great, but it needs a transition, you know, sure. <laughs> that sure. kind of stuff. Um, so we wanted to do most efficiently money wise. And so we were able to lock down, um, man, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> That's how long it's been. <laughs> um, Steve forget his last name but he he was a uh, the main audio engineer at this fish okay which is kind of on the outskirts of Encinitas like Rancho Santa Fe area um and it's a big time studio like Blink-182 did stuff there wow. um they did most of their big albums there yeah um you know it's that it's that style big yeah yeah um so he was their main engineer out there and he had worked on P.O.D., uh, their their big album, you know? Yeah. Uh, some bands like Blindside, a um, handful of other bands he had yeah. you know, engineered on. Um, so we were able to get him at budget price there you go. to be our engineer. And part of that budget price was to do it out of his home where he had a full setup, you know? And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty – pretty interesting because we'd be like the days we're down there it was just guitars mainly and so we're driving down there to spend 12 hours you know just kind of shredding shredding in his little little apartment you know his studio yeah his like full-scale studio in a like one-bedroom apartment (laughs) that's awesome but it was really cool really casual experience which was nice made it nice and uh relaxing where some of the experiences I've been in can add a little bit of pressure, you know? Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, what was all the, I mean, was the record completely done? Did you add any new songs on the new recording or did you change things I, completely? I know you said there was like a, uh, one of the guys said you might need transitions here and there, but was it basically a carbon copy, just better sounding? Uh, for the most part, like 90%. I think there was a few, uh, a few riffs we refined or, yeah. you know, uh, cleaned up around the edges kind of thing. But sure. but basically the same. I think there's one song we changed. Yeah, one song we kind of made that second time around. Mm-hmm. But it was based off other songs that we didn't put on the album. We just kind of put them together. together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's um, sick, dude. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So... Yeah, it was mostly there. So at this point, it was like, like, man, can we just, can we just get this already? You know? Yeah, right. What did you think <laughs> yeah. when you heard it finally when it was done? Um, like fully mixed and mastered. Yeah, when you were when you popped it in your CD player in the car or wherever you listened to it. Um, just that's a hard feeling to explain. Um. You know, it's like it's a mix of 
all this stuff that you've worked so hard for yeah and spent countless hours on is finally tangible right um and with this you know the second one his engineering it was just like not only was it tangible but it had the it was like whoa this sounded better than i imagined it in my head you know that's so cool that's (laughs) just kind of a mix of emotions in that regard yeah Uh, man yeah definitely a a lot of good ones but you know yeah yeah i think the record sounds fantastic honestly like i was listening to it the other day i know it's on spotify but i was just like man it just it's so it's so insanely melodic and so it just sounds (laughs) oh but i've always loved that you know i always love melody and, and and metal in general but yeah, I mean, I just always thought it was a great sounding record, and yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, man. What um, what did when you get to Solid State? What did they say? Do you remember? Were they like stoked? Were they? How, they were, how were stoked. They? Yeah, they were stoked. Like, That's here's sick. the record, and they're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't remember hearing much negative feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like a lot of people are pretty honest. <laughs> no, totally. In the music industry, which is great, but I don't, I don't really remember. It's great because you also learn how to, you know, take criticism constructively. Um, But I don't, yeah, I don't really remember. I don't really remember any negative comments. Yeah. Yeah. They just seem to be stoked. (laughs) That's great, man. Yeah. Um, Did you just hit the road running, I guess, right after that? Or is that kind of, oh, actually, let me, let me step one back. Well, yeah, what's, yeah. Your, what's your favorite song on that record? I've just had out of curiosity. Ooh, on Saints? Yeah. Um, to play or well, favorite song? either one. <laughs> My favorite song to play is Columbia. Yes, that's a good song. Because it's just um, I don't know. I'm a big Maiden fan too. If you couldn't tell, um, uh, but yeah. For me, like I wrote that most of that song, and it's just kind of like. It just sits right in that pocket yeah. of of movement, but still being melodic and still having like a structure. Absolutely. I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, I get, I get it. No, I, I get that. I, I understand that. Um, all right, back to my other question. So you hit the hit the ground run and get got on the tour tour van and headed out. How, how what were the tours like? What uh, obviously you guys were excited, but kind of what was your what was your, what was your headspace at that moment? Um. Headspace was just, you know, the whole world's in front of us, right? Yeah. Like, here we go. This is everything that's been wanted world. and it's happening, you know? Yep, yep. <laughs> that whole thing. Especially since I think we had done a, a couple, you know, like weaker, two weaker tours. Sure. Even we even did one with the previous name. Oh, okay. Um, that one was with uh, It Dies Today. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, we've done, we've done a, a handful of stuff coming up to this but we we got that and we're like trying to get on tours and you know trying to just get the ball rolling the momentum moving and uh we basically get a call maybe two weeks before this tour is supposed to start and one of the bands dropped off and this tour ended up being haste the day scary kids scaring kids august burns red and then us oh my god so that was like our first like you know, legitimate tour. <laughs> that's, that's a good one to be on. And it was like right after the record and everything. So, and you know, we weren't supposed to be on it. Band dropped off. So it just kind of felt like everything was lining up, you know? Yeah. 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 Which was, 
and that tour was incredible. I bet. That's one of those ones, too, where, you know, some tours are very um, hangout-friendly. Some tours are people kind of keep to themselves. It just depends on the tour and the sure. people and sure. um, the dynamic. But that one, that's one of my favorite tours. Like, just every guy on that tour in every band yeah. was just a homie, you know? Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I, I, I totally. I booked August Burns Red. And hasted. Yeah, dude. those guys are incredible dudes. Incredible, like, absolutely. That's a amazing first tour, <laughs> like first big tour. Yeah, it was incredible. And then we, um, I think, was it the next tour? See, this is where memory starts. I Get think it fate. might have been the next tour. Uh, was like a solid state tour. Okay. And so it was August Burns Red, and then was it us before them? And then um, inhale, exhale, and yeah. um, uh, was it bullet for my Valentine? I don't know if they're maybe. on Salt State. No, maybe not, maybe not them. I'm thinking of it's been so long. Yeah, no, I got you know you. what? Uh, uh, you know what? No, I forgot it. Another Salt State band. <laughs> so many so of them. Yeah. <laughs> No worries, dude. No, I oh, get man. it. This is what I, it. I mean 20 years later, too, though. You know? I know, I know, I know. I just was curious because I know, you know, for uh, like as an outs- outside perspective looking in, you know, like you said, Solid State tended to really make their band stand out, make their, you know, do a, a good job of, of getting the small the small bands and the good and the good tours and the good spaces and all that. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think for me, when I got an offer to, to book you guys i was like hell yeah like I, when i saw your name on it i was like oh i know who this is because i've heard them on a comp or whatever so i don't know i just thought it was cool that you guys were in an opportunity to be in front of people you know obviously that tour you know that you just mentioned is obviously a bonkers one but it's like it, oh, it seemed yeah. like solid state <laughs> did set you up to succeed you know and and i think they that's did cool. yeah 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 absolutely that was i think one of the things that we were mainly one of the things we wanted, um, you know, I don't know how it is now, but back then, Solid State had a a stigma and in a, a a positive stigma as as far as like, hey, here's these new Solid State bands. Like, you automatically have a following Absolutely. based on that, you know. And so they did a really good job at bringing new bands in, you know. Yeah. And, and promoting them. Yeah. Um. So. How long? So you're touring and out on the road and record. How, how, how are the fans receiving it? How are like when when you're at these shows? Are they like, you know, you're my new favorite band? Like how how, how is that going? Um, it was good. I wouldn't say like from from my perspective, it seemed a very positive um, reaction. Yeah, but it didn't seem like. Oh my God, this is the new best band. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it seemed, it seemed way more positive than negative. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were starting kind of starting to book tours and I mean, we had some hype too. So it was like, I don't know. It was, um, there's nothing, there were no signs that there was negative feedback. Sure. If that makes sense. No, no, makes a lot of sense. No, I think you get, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, I, I just know it seemed like 
anytime I booked you guys, you know, obviously it was on a good tour and so there's a lot of kids there. And so I just felt like, again, back in the right spaces that you needed to be in and in front of the people you needed to be in front of. So, yeah. Um, Plus we all, I mean, you know, we're all people person, people, yeah. people, 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 <laughs> so, no, I people, people. <laughs> no, you're a hundred percent, hundred percent are. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> how long into, into this did, when did Kyle, I guess Kyle left the band and kind of, how, how did that materialize? Um, so he left, I want to say maybe six months, a year after Saints came out. Um, he was having a rough time. Like, I think ultimately he left, uh, to get married essentially. I gotcha. Um, he was madly in love and. I think he was having a huff, a tough time in his, uh, in his head, balancing both, mm. which is, you know, it's uh, it's tough to balance both in this it's world. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people, I've seen a lot of touring guys. You know, a lot of them can handle it, and then a lot of them get married yeah. and they're done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I think he, um, I think he ultimately chose you know, love in that marriage over, sure. over this, which I fully get, you know, at the time we, we didn't, we weren't, you know, oh. we didn't get into yelling matches or anything. We were just like, look, we respect that, but we want you to reconsider. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of no, thing. I get it. Um, yeah. And, and just the timing of when it happened was kind of brutal. Yeah. So we were kind of, uh, like I said, we had a bunch of more tours booked up and we're, you know, going from opener to two of four to three of five to, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just all, all positive movements. Sure. And then uh, with a lot of momentum behind that and at the timing he left was uh, kind of just before the record cycle ended. So we didn't get a chance to fully uh, tour out that album all the way. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it was just it was one of those things, you know. Like Kyle and I are, are still good friends. Um, I see him not as much as I'd like to, but yeah, um, yeah, he's a great human being. That's awesome. like phenomenal human being. And you know, as as uh, things happen when you get older, he's expressed uh, his deepest apologies. Sure, sure. And as I say, it's like, dude, look, you did what you had to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, don't, you know, don't, we're not, there's no ill will. There's no, sure. You know, badness, but bad blood between us. Like it is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when he left and right, I guess you did, was Chad your first choice or how, how did that kind of happen? No, that kind of, that was a, through a process. We had a, tried out a couple guys. Um, one guy I really liked was peter um he was do we met him he was doing um merch for haste the day on that tour okay we became good friends and he was the singer in a metal band from that was on metal blade i can't remember their name it's been so long um but anyway i liked i liked him because we he, he was already friends with us and his scream was brutal yeah um 
but obviously in hearing the album we were kind of headed in a different direction yeah um so we tried out a couple people we're trying to find someone who could sing and scream effectively yeah um and there was i mean when kyle initially left there was talks of just continuing as a four piece and trying to pick up the slack between the three of us on vocals or the four of us on vocals um which came close to happening (laughs) Uh which i'm glad it didn't though um yeah so yes we tried out a couple guys and uh you know like flew people out and everything um and ironically chad who's from around here i've you know we've all known him for years um was the best fit it was just the best fit yeah. locally. Yeah. Um you know, and we were friends and stuff too, so it was like just kinda wait, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, know? no, totally. He's an awesome guy. Super dude. Yeah. Super cool guy. Yeah. Absolutely. So he joins the band and then do you start working on I Lucifer pretty quickly or is it kind of like stuff kind of yeah. or was that stuff already written before he joined the band or how how did that happen? We had maybe three or so songs um, that were written, and that's those are kind of some of the songs we were using to try people out. I got you. Um, so we had, yeah, like maybe three or so. It, it happened pretty quick. And then he joined, and then we started writing more, and then really quickly we went into the studio. How was, was that? Uh, a very... Uh, Incredible experience, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> it was a what? Sorry, you cut out. Incredible. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about that record. How, you know, to yeah. kind of tell me what, what was incredible about that, and and uh, we'll talk about your thoughts on that and kind of how you felt about that record. Yeah. Um, it was it was awesome. We when when we went to do it, our man, uh, we had the management team of um, Tim and this other guy, Jason. And they were like, throw out producers you want to work with. You know, we'll see what we can afford and, mm-hmm. you know, how it goes. And uh, Ice was has been one of my biggest influences just musically, period. <laughs> yeah. And there's a couple other uh, a couple other people we knew who had recorded with. Um, Brian McTiernan was the guy. Oh, yeah. Recorded. Yeah. And... Um, we, so we threw that name out. It was all like the top of our list and they came back and like, yep, it's happening. We're like, wow, no way. <laughs> you know, that's incredible. So we got to go out. Uh, I think, man, I think I was there. I was there the longest. I was there almost, almost like a month and a half, I guess. Wow. Um, but we got to go out to, to Baltimore where his studio is and we lived in the studio and recorded there. Yeah. Um, it was a very interesting experience because we had, I think contractually we needed like 11 songs, 10 songs maybe. Mm-hmm. And we had about six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the first week we did pre-production and that was just like, um, you know, we, we wrote a couple songs in the studio and it was just like, <laughs> Brian would be like, all right, here's your homework. You know, I'm leaving mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. I need two songs by the time we come in, come wow. in tomorrow, you know, at 10 a.m. And so we'd be like, 
well, I guess I guess we're gonna be jamming all night. You know what wow. I mean? So we just go in the studio and just try to write and stuff. And it was that first week was pretty hectic, but I bet it was. But also like a cool experience, you know? Yeah. Did he have input on the writing as well, or or was it you guys mainly? Um. So we wrote everything and brought it to him, and then he helped kind of produce it. Like so certain songs he'd be like okay why don't you swap these parts because the flow is a little off or i gotcha that kind of stuff or like hey you got this melody here but it's kind of fighting this part um let's try to get it to not fight each other and then we'll throw a harmony that bolsters it that kind of stuff yeah yeah which is like you know at the time (laughs) yeah well that's what you need him for that's what he's there for yeah yeah absolutely was he stoked on the record did he like the way it turned out yeah he was I think, um, interestingly enough, that's one of the best – for me, one of the most meaningful compliments I ever got. Um, and who knows if he says this to everybody. But when we <laughs> left, he turned to us and he goes, guys, this is one of the best albums I've I've ever worked on. That's so cool. <laughs> so for us, we're like, man, I don't even care if anyone hears it now. That's just – you know. <laughs> that's incredible. What a Dream compliment. producer told us he loves it. <laughs> you know. That's so cool, dude. How did you guys feel about it? Were you guys super pumped on it? Super pumped, yeah. Yeah. My my biggest thing, which ironically I think is the the biggest uh like feedback we've gotten is the not the vocals themselves, but the like the power of the vocals mm-hmm. um didn't always sit with the music. I gotcha. That's my only thing. So, like, you know, sometimes the vocals needed to be a bit stronger in certain places, and mm-hmm. they're a bit mellow, which was, at the time, we thought that was cool, you know? But in retrospect, it's like, okay, you I know? Gotcha. No, I get it. I get it. Weird. Yeah. Um, when me. you uh, gave that record to Solid State, how did they uh, – what was their thoughts that, that you can remember? Um, good that I remember. I don't remember – um besides any anything like what i just said i don't remember any negative yeah 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 um yeah i think they liked it i mean we we got some we got some uh solid state perks on that one that not everybody gets but i got you but then again you know i don't know yeah yeah i don't know if that was coincidence or is, yeah, yeah. You know, timing was right, or <laughs> no? I got you. I get it. Yeah. Um. So that com- that record comes out. You go back on the road, obviously. Um. How are how are shows for you guys then? As it are you starting to see an increase, a decrease? Like how how are things at that point? Um, that was a little interesting because we were still touring with like straightforward metal bands, mm-hmm. but we do. You know, our sound was becoming less straightforward. Yeah. Um, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I just think we didn't quite hop on the route we needed to at that point. You. Um, you know, like, I mean, I'm a metalhead for the most part. And, like, I go to a metal show with a bunch of shredding bands. I don't want to see one that's getting all artsy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I think it was some of that like plus we had we had shifted management we had shifted all sorts of things behind the scenes were kind of kind of shifting around so 
we just we didn't quite have the same backing that we had off Saints. I got you. So I think we just kind of essentially got lost in the fold on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that just kind of like we've had a few people. It's very interesting. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, it was cool. The first one was better, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, but then a handful of people have over the years have come up and they're like, um, dude, I fully get I Lucifer and it's one of the best things I've ever heard. Awesome. <laughs> you know? No, so we're we're like, it. dude, that's amazing, you know. Well, it's probably one of those records that at the time, you know, your fan base was like, you know, wanting a Saints part two or whatever it may be yep. and you went in a different different direction because, you know, artistically you're not gonna want to make the same record over and over. And yeah. so it might be one of those records that later on they're like, Whoa, this actually is good. Like it you know, and also you know, our minds at that age, you know, they morph, <laughs> grow up, yeah. mature, and then you're like, yep. oh, okay, this is a good record, you know? Absolutely. So, <laughs> well, you guys were ahead yeah, of the just, times, I guess. I'm just thankful that, you know, there there were those people that latched onto yeah. it and that yeah. it, it spoke to them. Because, you know, none of – that's one of the things I like about the guys from Destroy the Runner is none of us were seeking fame. Yeah. We were like – we're all a bunch of, you know, music lovers whose life were changed because of music. So we we're just trying to, you know, full circle, give back and hope Uh-oh. that, hope that, you know, us processing our internal <laughs> yeah, uh, chaos and that coming out in music form can speak to someone else, you know, Absolutely. so. Well, I, I think you guys achieved that goal for sure. Um, yeah. So after that, is that kind of you guys dissolve essentially, or is that kind of what happened? Essentially, yeah, it it kind of just uh, sputtered out. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, like um, we we weren't making much money. The tours were not. Um, they were some of them were good, and then we had so we had a new drummer at this point too. And I think this is the last tour we went on was with um oh man <laughs> Metallica yeah 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 <laughs> um no they they're a Christian band but I don't think they're on solid state they might be Metal Blade or something um anyway we were main support for them and it was pretty cool pretty cool tour a uh, decent amount of people yeah um it was like the first time in a while where it's like okay maybe we're momentum yeah. back you know yeah and we're on this tour and um our drummer at the time while we're in like north carolina or something on the other side of the country just decides to call it quits whoa and we had at this point you know we had been through so much that we were like we're like, well, do we find one of the other uh, – the the drummer for the main band um, offered to fill in mm-hmm. for the rest of the tour. And so we talked about it. And um, for me, I, I don't – I'm the type, like, I don't like to cancel shows. I don't like to um, – you know, the show must go on. Sure. Um, so I was down, but we were all just so exhausted. 
No, I bet. Um, at this point, and that was very, um, very frustrating. Oh, okay. So yeah, I forgot this. So that was right after we went to Europe for the for the first time, and that tour was brutal. Mm. Um, we got money stolen from us from our tour manager. Whoa. We fired our driver because he almost killed us. Um, the show, you know, the tour manager book. He was supposed to be the 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 promoter, and he didn't do shit, mm. you know. So it was just – it was kind of like we had just got home, and like, I don't know, a week later we left on this other tour. Mm. And so it was just this – Just burnout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when he left, it was like, and <laughs> like, I don't know if I have the energy to do that. No, this. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and, you know, you're not seeing – the fruits of your labor, possibly you're not seeing, you know, oh, yeah. one we, thing ne- if we you never had... really made money either. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're, it's all that onto like, how do we afford to live? Yeah. You know? yeah. Is it worth it? I mean, it really, <laughs> yeah. it was boils down to, yeah. Especially when you're yeah. getting to that age where you're like, you know, I gotta, I gotta make a living somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got you. Well, so you guys obviously decide to, uh, you know, call it quits, I guess, and head home yeah. and uh, you took a little break. And then is that kind of how hell or high, how you join hell or high water or uh, is that kind of how that essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, the trailer runner came home and we uh, kind of basically were like, let's just, you know, take a long break, go on a permanent break, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and we, uh, that was probably, I want to say like 2010, maybe ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that time, so then <laughs> this was interesting. So in that time period, um, everything fell apart. Uh, there was some um, family members passing away mm. and uh, a lot of weirdness. So I, I went back to school, went and finished my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was done with that, I was kind of, I was not sure what I was going to do. I got my degree in history. So I was thinking about, um, going to grad school or I don't know, teaching or something of like that. Sure. That way. And then right around that time, um, so basically hell or high water two of the members in there, um, are guys that I've grown up with. Okay. And one of them, Joey, um, his first tour ever, I invited him out with Destroy the Runner. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. He did merch for us and hung out, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a good – he's a good friend. So it's right around this time, and we we hung out, and I had still kept up playing, and I don't know. I've always kind of had the – in the back of my mind, one of these days, I want to do like a solo album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of writing some stuff at the time, um, and <laughs> this is a this is ironic. So Kyle Setter was do was trying to do um, like a country western thing. Oh wow! A country project. Excuse me. And he was doing. Uh, I mean, I think he was doing all right. But he he hit me up and was like, "Hey man, uh, I don't know anybody. Could you like throw some guitar down on this recording for me?" 
I was like, yeah, I don't know country, but give me some reference yeah. songs and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up doing that out at Joey's studio. And Joey was like, dude, you're back. Are you back in music? And I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> nice. And he's like, dude, let me talk to you outside real quick. <laughs> Pulls me out. And he's like, hey, our guitar player just left. You want to try out? I was like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. So, and the, the tryout was more like, because, you know, we jammed a million times before. Yeah. So the tryout was more like, uh, play these songs. And the second we start jamming, it was like, oh, yeah, 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 this is, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Did you just jump on the road with them pretty quickly or, uh, you know, I know that obviously they were a band before you were there. So yeah. like kind of how to, would you just jump on the road? Well, it was, it was kind of a, a an interesting transition. Um, I didn't immediately jump on the road. They were doing, uh, I joined in like a week later, they had their first show. I want to say the Troubadour or something like that. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty quick as far as that goes. Um, but they weren't touring yet. They were, when I joined, they were working on new material, trying to figure out the next steps. Okay. Um, so some of the stuff that I auditioned with, some of the material they had that I auditioned with, uh, was like too far one direction. So that didn't, you know, mm-hmm. more, more, uh, I don't know how you put it, delay, techie kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next, what, couple of couple of, two years maybe year and a half two years we spent um negotiating con you know uh they weren't on a major they were kind of like an independent band mm-hmm. um so at this point we were negotiating contracts um trying to line up studio time trying to figure out tours and all that yeah um so yeah so we i got to i got to like be involved with the writing process you that's know? really cool so it wasn't like jump in and like, hey, we just wrote this, play these songs. It was like, yeah, jump you got in. to be We're changing things, and you're part of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Is that kind of what yeah. led to the Vista record, or is, is yeah. that? Yeah, So so let's talk about that record a little bit. Uh, how were what are yeah. your thoughts on that, and and um, how did that? How was that recording process different from what you had dealt with? Yeah, um, I loved it. So in the transition, uh, I ended up. Basically, I, I tried out as a guitar player, but because their sound was changing and everything was changing, you know, all of us could play multiple instruments. So we were trying to figure out the best fit. Mm-hmm. And since I came from metal, you know, which is more precise and more like locked in, um, and they're trying to go a little bit more rock and roll flow, mm-hmm. um, we tried a couple things and I ended up switching to bass. Okay. Which was very interesting at first. I bet. You know? Um, but I loved it. I latched on and kind of, for me, it was a lot of fun cause I don't know. It's like a whole different aspect, you know, it you, is. Get to, you get to sit in the pocket, you get to groove, you get to, but at the same time you kind of get to stay busy and I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So, so in the studio was cool. That was my first time. Well, I'd recorded some bass for Destroyer destroy the runner but that was the first time it was like um you know that's like, your that that's your main thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so that process yeah, was amazing though who did you guys record with on on that 
we got uh they already had an engineer uh fred archimbald i think is his last name um he's done some pretty big stuff i think he's uh usually on the grammy committee he's oh, got nice. a couple of years he's gotten to pick which bands and are That's nominated cool. and that kind of stuff and he's done i think he's done like avenge sevenfold and that kind of stuff yeah um awesome dude like one of the nicest dudes in the world so he was the band's engineer um even demos and stuff we'd go up to his house and you know yeah but he he actually helped us get uh we recorded at sonic ranch oh yeah i know that in texas yeah and yeah that might be one of my favorite experiences i bet like just musically um beautiful place uh, they have everything you could want. It's all just centered and focused around music. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's multiple studios on location. So there's multiple bands. So it's like full That's experience. Cool. That's really beautiful. Cool. Camar- like camaraderie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Plus the owner's a crazy person who drives like 150 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, <laughs> What was the tours like uh, when that record came out? Where did you, did you find yourself playing pretty big venues? Were you opening for pretty big bands? Yeah, that one was pretty crazy. Um, we also had the benefit of the lead singer being yeah. Uh, yeah. Brandon, you know. So he he's already got a lot of contacts in that. So uh, a lot of exposure we had came from yeah. you know his status. Um, but it was it was wild. We uh, we did um, you know nothing more. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, I don't I, know if well, I think we were on tour with them. Yeah, yeah I think you were. Yes. Now that you say that, yeah, yeah. We we did actually a couple tours with them. Um, awesome guys, but those were, you know, the first tour we did, they were kind of still blowing up, mm-hmm. and so it was like I don't know, five hundred cap, six hundred yeah. cap, and then the second tour we did with them, they were, you know. And so we were doing 1,200 cap. That's nuts. Stuff like that. And uh, most of them were sold out. So That's crazy. Yeah, and then the biggest show we did was uh, one of in between one of those tours, we did uh, Chicago Open Air. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Which was wild. I bet it was. We opened up main stage. So we're um, playing the same day in the same stage as Kiss. Wow. And rob zombie and um you know in the arena it was wild it was wild <laughs> were you were you backstage just like holy crap yeah <laughs> yes beats <laughs> playing like, vfw halls huh <laughs> yeah. it's a world of difference <laughs> that's incredible but it, it was cool too because some of the bands um like uh, one of the guitar players from uh, Suicide Silence. Yeah, yeah. I've like known him since Destroy the Runner Days because they're from you know this yeah. area. Um, so it was cool. Like, you know, there was a couple guys that we knew, so we're just like hanging out and having a good time. You know, <laughs> that's really cool. That's yeah, that's awesome. Um, so did that band kind of end at some point, or did you just wind up leaving? How, how did that happen? Yeah. Um. So I guess technically it still exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't been active for a while. Um, basically the record cycle ended and um a Treyu kind of got back. Came back. Yeah. Yeah. 
came back full force and um you know that's that's a it's so funny like it's a money maker yeah and we've talked about it over the years too it's like that's his those are the guys that brandon first came into the scene with and cut his teeth with so it's like it's it's a different it's a different aspect you know yeah um yeah plus they're the money maker so uh what was like potentially gonna be back and forth, like, you know, one year is a trade cycle and they're touring, yeah. and the next year is our cycle and us touring. Um, kind of just a trade you kind of just took off again, so <laughs> it was kind of like, eh, yeah. well, it is what it is. And then, um, there was potential that we could have casually done stuff, but then, uh, Joey. Um, he made the, the smart move and at the same time the used was looking for a guitar player and we had the same manager. So Joey tried out and got the gig. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And he's crushing it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I see they're still, still crushing it now, man. That's nuts. Yeah. I've always yeah, liked so, them. I think they're a fantastic band. They're, they are. Fantastic yeah. band. Yeah. They just, Joey fits right in. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. They've always just been, they sound incredible. Like they they just have that good sound. Well, they're just, they're just great musicians. That's awesome. All around. And they're, they're just down to earth, cool people. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Very, very cool. Yeah. Dope, man. So that kind of fizzles out a little. You're kind of working, doing your thing. And what made you guys decide to do an, an, an EP, the Void EP for Destroy the Runner? You just what, had extra music around or what, what kind of – how did that happen? Well, and similar to what I was just talking about, Brandon, with Atreyu, like, um, you know, Destroy the Runner, we're all – like, we're brothers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so – it's, I don't know. We, you know, we all love each other. Like it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's one of those kind of things where we're all scattered across the country now. Yeah. And, um, so we don't get a chance to hang out every day. So part of it was like, was like, Hey, uh, so we should, should we just make an album so we can all hang out? That's so cool. <laughs> That's, was smart. Essentially, That's smart. Yeah. Man. Essentially what it was. And so it was kind of, you know, just a passion project at that point. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, We're, there's even talks about us doing another one. Ooh, um, I haven't. I need to get my chops back up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, how did you feel about that uh, EP? I mean, was it just like, did you write it all together, or what, like, was it like I said, was it throwaway songs, or you know? No. Um. So, let me see. Remember. Um. Yeah. So. So that's. Yeah. Okay. So. We had been actively writing an EP and, you know, trying to save up money. We did it all on ourselves. So trying to save up money to fund it and all that. And um, uh, we wrote the songs and then Dwayne's living up in Portland. Mark's out in New York, um, like like Syracuse or something. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle was in Nashville at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot uh dropbox <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah as well, it should be nowadays as it yeah yeah be. yeah um so that was how most of it was done and then at one point like a month before the album i went up to portland for and Dwayne and i just blacked out a, blocked out a week and we did a like pre-production just 
the two of us kind of arranging the songs mm-hmm. and all that stuff together. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. And then we did the drums at a studio down in San Diego and uh, guitars we did by ourselves. That's awesome. Yeah. So now you're in a you're in a different spot where, like you said, it's a passion project. It's something that you just want to do just because you want to do it, you know, and, and you just want yeah. to enjoy each other's company. So that's – I mean that's kind of how we've always been. Yeah. Um, there was hope that we could get paid to do it, but we never really made any money. So, <laughs> you know, at this point, it's like we're all making money elsewhere and then – Hey, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love I love hearing these stories. It's cool. Man, I, I'm really stoked to know you guys. It's really cool, and I love that you guys. I, I love that we've always clicked, and um, I just have really enjoyed this this conversation. Yeah. And um, oh, real quick, you mentioned maybe new stuff. Is there? What's the future like? Uh, not really sure. Um, we've been talking the last couple of months about trying to do another EP or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't. It's always like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're all on board. And then it's radio no silence. One, yeah, no one's really taking the rain. <laughs> I think we're all in the same spot. Like, I'm 40 now, so dude, like you know, we're all busy with work, and I think uh, what Dwayne has a kid, and Kyle's got a kid on the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just it'll happen when it know. needs to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which you know, it's it's unfortunate. It would be awesome if we could just have the same kind of freedom to sure like oh yeah we'll go to the studio for a month but <laughs> yeah no i get it man i get it yeah dude yeah you rule i really appreciate you you coming on the podcast you rule. no you rule <laughs> dude thanks for having me man dude yeah it's been so long and when i, I started know. doing this podcast i made a list of all these people that i knew and i was like I gotta get Maldi on here like i, I <laughs> and i you know i started blowing you up i was like oh, yeah, yeah. you know i'm just like it's and cool. I just, you guys have so many cool stories and all the, everyone I've had on has been amazing. So it's just another, another one in the, in the line of amazing people I've met over the years. So I just really appreciate it. So well, likewise, man, I, I was really stoked that you came out to the, uh, that Florida show with Hell or High Water. Yeah, man. That I was, was awesome. I, I, was I mean, it was fun. brief, but you know. It, yeah, I know, brief, I know, right? I know, I know, I <laughs> know. It's cool, man. I love when people come through, I, I always try to, you know, hang out and see what's up, man. Cause I'm a people yeah. person, man. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people, Same. man. Yeah, people, people. <laughs> Dude, thank you so, so much. And yeah, uh, of yeah course. Tell the, if you talk to the guys, tell them I said hey, and um, yeah. would love to met, catch up with them at some point too. So, yeah, yeah you rule. Dude, you rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. All right. Dude, Bye. great talking to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thank you to the listener for tuning back in to this latest episode. I really appreciate all your support. I'd like to thank Nick Maldonado for his time. Awesome story, awesome conversation. He's an incredible human being, incredibly gifted guitarist, songwriter, all that jazz. So thank you again, uh, again, the listener and, and Nick. Um, please add me on Instagram and Facebook at the Rumors Are True podcast. And if you'd like to like and subscribe, go ahead. You know the drill. Hey, uh, 
really appreciate uh, everyone's support again. And uh, hey, this rumor definitely was true. 